0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. They are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time. And here, we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you are listening to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. I am super excited to bring the guest I have on today to the Wellness Farmer podcast. Um, this, this, to me, is something pretty extraordinary, so I'm pretty excited. I got, I, got on the other, I got on the other side of, well, on the other side, no, I got in front of me, a long way away, but in front of me, uh, Graham Wardle. He's, a, he's someone that I got to know through my wife, who watches TV and watches a show that is actually pretty entertaining. It's called... Heartland. So I'm really, really excited to bring him onto the show and we can talk about many subjects, but the most important, of course, your health and your freedom to choose how you want to be healthy. Um, so I'm going to give Graham some time to kind of introduce him and then we'll jump in, in into a great conversation. So Graham, welcome to the show. Again, super excited to have you on the show. You want to give a quick introduction of your windy road of where you get like all of us and, and what and how you got to where you are today.
1: Sure. Thanks, Ben. I really appreciate being on the show, and um, this is, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I checked out some of your work, and I just love what you're standing for and what this podcast is about, so I'm happy to be here. Uh, my name is Graham, like you said, and, and I've been an actor since I was six years old, doing toy commercials and uh, you know, X-Files and different TV shows and things. And then uh, for the past 14 years, I've been acting on a Canadian television show called Heartland. And that airs in over 100 countries around the world. It's the longest running Canadian one hour drama in history and um, been great chapter of my life. Loved it. I've moved on from the, the show now, but it's a, a beautiful, wonderful opportunity that I had, and I, and I learned so much from that. And, and now, with everything that's going on in the world, I've kind of tried to shift the attention that has been put on me because of being on television. To try and raise awareness around your health and around the freedoms around getting to choose what's put in your body because there's you know lots of conversation right now about uh passports and and uh you know the the medical uh treatment that is being rolled out um that a lot of countries are trying to encourage people very aggressively to get and um so i've been doing my best to try and raise awareness around that and um you know just kind of get the the alarm bell is going, because I think it's really important that we have the freedom to choose what goes in our bodies, because if we don't have that, I don't really know what's left. So that's a that's a, cold, that's a quick uh, summary.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and thanks for letting. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on, because we need, that's what is so important. I mean, each person needs to decide, but to be able to decide, they need both sides of the story. And that's what we're starting to see. We're seeing one side of the story and no one's getting the other side. And that's why I love what you're doing because you have enough people that you can get to where they can at least hear the other side of the story, at least um, hear and then make their own decision of what they're going to do. Um, and, and that's how we can make decisions. If we only have one side of the story, of course, we're going to pick that side of the story because we don't know what else is there. Yeah. So, and, so what... We could start off like, just what is your side of the story? What are you trying to help people see that they're just not being, that's not being shown to them on, on normal media, like TV and radio?
1: Well, you know, I have a telegram page that I post a lot more uh, edgy stuff because I know that on Instagram, they, I mean, I've been locked out of my account twice now and I know some other prominent people, um, natural health people, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Like these people are just wiped off the platform if they, if they speak out too much. So I try and feather Instagram and, and just kind of give people like, hey, did you, did you see this? Or, or what about this? Or just things that aren't being promoted in the news um, because they don't fit the narrative. And I have always encouraged people to make decisions for themselves and to think for themselves and to look into things for themselves and to be independent, because I think that's important. Um, like you were just saying, like to, to have both sides of the story is, is imperative. And what I'm seeing in the media is one side. And if anything is shown from the other side, it's, it's painted in a picture to get you to move away from it completely. Um, and it's, to me, it's like psychological warfare. And I think it's really dangerous that we can't even have conversations you know, anytime somebody says, "Oh, you can't question that," you can't, think, you know, you can't even think about that. You can't say that. To me, that's a huge red flag of like uh, censorship, or there's something there. You know, when you were younger and you're, you know you're a teenager, you were always pushing the boundaries of like, is this okay? Can I do this? You want to try and break rules. You want to see where the boundaries are, and why there's a boundary there. Well, when you can't question something, it's like there's a boundary, and Naturally, you want to you want to move towards it. You want to figure out why that is. And sometimes boundaries like that are, are important because there's consequences. But these types of boundaries where we can't have f- free and open debate and discussion around our own health and what goes in our bodies, um, I, do, I that to me is is so alarming and so dangerous. And I don't want to I don't want to um, leave this world to the next generation not doing my part to say this is not okay. And you know, I'm doing everything I can to maintain the following that I have on bigger social media platforms and drive people to other platforms that don't censor to try and make the most of what I've been blessed with, to try and help people see both sides of the story. And then eventually I hope that they make up their own minds.
0: Sure. And that's, Unfortunately, I didn't even know you had the Telegram channel. I'll definitely follow you on that because yeah, yeah. that's 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 where I'm trying. That's where a lot of the people are having to go just to be able to share what's what's going on without being censored, like you said. So, so what is your take on this? Um, let I would like to know your your take. So, so the, my listeners, the, a lot of them have heard this because I talk about it a lot, but it's yeah. always neat to come from a different perspective. I can say it in one way, but there's each person can say it in their own special way and it's going to hit people in a different way and hit their hearts and make them feel differently and that'll help them take that proper decision so that's why I always like to get the perspectives of other people because it's and that's why I love having guests on the show too because it's not just me they're, get, they're getting to hear a lot of the similar things but in different ways which makes it so much easier to understand for them a, so yeah, when I think so, that's
1: a great way to yeah I, I approach life that way too is I, I want to hear things from different perspectives and then I see where they overlap I see the commonalities and You know people talking about the benefits of being out in nature or getting your feet in the dirt kind of thing like everybody has a a way of explaining that or or maybe there's a science behind it maybe there's a spiritual element behind it but you hear it enough times from different perspectives and you're like oh yeah that makes sense that feels good or that clicked for me this time um so in terms of what's going on i mean i have suspicions and thoughts and, and ideas i think when it comes to um this question to me, I always reflect back on what's the spiritual lesson or what's the internal process of growth that comes from this. Um, am I being asked to live in fear? Am I being asked to not question authority? You know, what are the themes that are prevalent in the world that we live in today? And so those are my like, my warning signs or my, my feedback from my life to, see, to, to figure out how do I navigate this? And in the beginning, it was like, okay, like let's take precautions. Similar to how um, I was sharing with you before we started the show that Kerry James, who's an actor also on Heartland and we're good friends back in 2009, I think it was 2009, he, he got the swine flu. And so he was, had to stay in his hotel room while we were filming uh, for I think two weeks. And it was like, whoa, what happened? Like, oh yeah, Kerry got this crazy, you know, swine flu thing and he's got to stay in his room and like they can't bring him food. He has to like leave the food outside. I was like, whoa, that's crazy but that was it like he got better i made him a funny t-shirt and (laughs) and we joked about it after like that was it um so that was you know that was that was very different than what's going on now and i think that when there's so for for the two weeks thing that was a very similar thought when i when we everybody stay home for two weeks it was like okay fine that's similar to what you know my friend carrie was uh you know in his hotel room for two weeks So I was like, okay, that's fine. But then the goalposts kept moving and the goalposts are always moving. And I know that there's a justification. There's always an official narrative or a justification for those goalposts moving. But those justifications change in themselves. And I've seen a pattern here and a, a, uh, yeah, it was an energetic pattern or it's a pattern of behavior. And I've experienced this in my own life in relationships where there's, there's gaslighting or there's a moving of the goalposts and it's never enough and and it's it's abusive it's psychologically abusive and i noticed that the patterns overlap and i was like i see what's going on and it's hard for me to justify with scientific evidence although i know there is much out there to, to justify a, a different narrative shared stream me boils to those do things feel true and authentic and you know i navigate my life as best i can from my heart while bringing my head into this well but the dynamics were such that i'm like this is fish there's something else going on here and there's not an honesty and there's no logic you can be on a plane with uh you know tons of people but you can't be in a, a place of worship with the same amount of people they have to shut them like in canada we have um, you know priests and pastors being arrested for holding church service and so the through the through the lens of the government's just here to to protect us and keep us healthy and safe um, none of these things make sense through the lens of control and uh more government overreach and and restriction of freedoms to usher in a new um structure of society. This all makes sense. (laughs) So uh, I do, I do, you know, I have heard about uh, Klaus Schwab's book, The Great Reset. Our prime minister has has spoken about the need for uh, this reset. And um, there have been a lot of politicians who have talked about um, restructuring of society, of building back better. These are all terms that have been echoed by these people. And it's, um, once you start to see it, you can't unsee it. And (laughs) so, you know, I'm still questioning. I still, you know, I wake up every day and I kind of think, you know, I hope that this will just all go away and we can go back to normal. And, and I remind myself when I tune in and I can feel it, it's that our world has changed forever. It's never going back. And what we have to do now is create the world that we want to see, because if we don't, someone else is going to do it for us. And, um, you know, so yeah, th- that's kind of my overarching uh, picture uh, because it, it empowers. It makes me feel empowered to take charge, as opposed to feel like doom and gloom, and there's nothing we can do, and this is all terrible. Or uh, another angle is that it's all fine, and the government actually protects us and loves us, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. But that's because we're not following orders, like <laughs> or we're not we're not um, compliant enough. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't go down those roads. I go down, I go down the road of um, trying to create a world that we want to live in and um, and move towards empowerment. And, and I'm very grateful in a weird silver lining of all this, the craziness that's gone on. I'm very grateful for this because I've learned about our Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, our Human Rights Act. Um, I've started reading the provincial health orders. I understand my rights far better than I ever would have before. And uh, I'm, I'm much more active in... Uh, my communities and um, reaching out to people that believe in freedom and medical freedoms and personal freedoms. Um, So the silver lining in all this is I think it's waking a lot of people up and we're all reconnecting to what matters and we're finding each other and building community and standing up for what uh, we want to pass, you know, the, the, the values and the way of life that we want to pass on to our children. So.
0: And I think that's what's so important. Um, what you said before, how are we so how do we move forward? What are we going to build? And I think that's what's yeah. most important. Because yeah, we can look back this last year and a couple of months now. It's scary to say that. I mean, a year and a couple of months is crazy to have to. Actually... But everything that we've been going through, even though other people are forced to do certain things, it will be for the greater good. I mean, we will come out of this. I do believe the same, just like you, that we will become out better people are awakening even though it is not as fast as we would probably like it to be (laughs) because because we need we need to help people turn off their their tvs and their radios but as soon as they start doing that i mean it'll probably go it'll probably go exponentially uh uh uh, up and and that's a good and that's a good thing and that's what i think and that's what i think we need to talk more about it's it's good to have the graphs it's good to have all that information to to show us like no it it's pretty much worthless what they did but now, what are we going to do? It, it, it scares me to hear that. What you, the new normal? It's like no, 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 no. I mean, the new normal. The way they say it is like no. That doesn't even sound right. No, we don't need a new normal. We just need to become better people. And yeah, and that's and but first we have to uh, come back, and we have to come. And what's well, like you're saying, principles is, is our health. And if we don't have our health, we don't have anything. I mean, that's yeah. why, that's why health freedom is so important. I can't, I can't serve you. I can't serve anybody if I'm not healthy. So if we can't, if we don't have that, that, that option to choose what's going to go into my body and what's not going to going into my body, the, the ability of me, for me to serve other people to help us come out better on the other side is a lot less. So that's, that's. uh uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, I think, you know, I've, I've because of all this, I've thought a lot about this idea of medical freedoms. And if we don't get to choose what goes in our bodies, you know, do any other freedoms matter? Yeah. Cause, cause we, won't... I, I don't think they do.
0: No, I, I agree with you because like, like I was, like I was saying, without health, there's nothing we can do. I mean, if we're not healthy, there's yeah. not much we can do. We can't serve others. And if we can't serve others, like why are we even here? If we can't serve ourselves and others, I mean, there's yeah. the, the, that great feeling of life just starts to dwindle because yeah. I mean that that's how we that's how we we live by serving others I mean of course sometimes we get paid to do that which is good but it's all in the service of others and that's what we're hoping to do is to be able to serve them and if we serve them well enough well they might compensate us for some <laughs> for yeah, yeah. some dollars maybe but it's yeah. it's all in in service so I've been I was I was just watching I watched a video the other day that that talked about the survival rates of this of this whole uh, of this what's called COVID-19. And I just want to read that. I mean, so zero to 14 survival rate is (laughs) 99.9998%. 15 to 44 is 99.9931%. 45 to 64, 99.9294%. 65 to 85 years old is 99.6297%. And then over 85 is 98.2499. So people are scared of something that is 99.97% do them no harm at all. Maybe they, f- they might feel a symptom, but it will do them no harm. It will come out on the other side better than they were before. For some reason, we know why. We know why people are scared of something where they're going to survive. So what, what can Yeah. What can we do? Of course, answer. What can we do to help these people not be scared? I'm just, what can we do? to So when we come out on the other side, these people are, are empowered and not scared.
1: Well, Ben, I think, you know, this doing podcasts like this, having these conversations, I think is, you know, the immediate thing that we can do. And what I was saying to my friend the other day is like actively having conversations with people in your community. That was something that I grew up in a city. And you don't really talk to people too much because there's, you don't, there's too many people to have an actual, um, you know, know your neighbor kind of thing. At least that was the way I grew up. And now that I've moved out of the city, uh, I'm recognizing the power of talking to your neighbor, having community. And while I'm walking around the city uh, in Vancouver or on the island here, I'm on Vancouver Island in, in the west coast of Canada. Um, it's, it's important. I, find, I, I feel it's really important to just start up conversations with people and just to gauge where they're at, get a sense of where they're at, and then come from that place of um, love and, and um, compassion because people are really scared right now. And because they watch a lot of television, because there is a society that, um, out, we, we kind of collectively as a society outsource our power, outsource our own self governance to, experts on TV or to what the TV tells us. And we, we don't collectively have that intuition to know, ah, oh, this, there's something off about this. Some people do, but a lot of people don't. And so what I feel, you know, in the day to day that I can do is to have those conversations with people to gauge where they're at, to have compassion for them and to see if I can help just t- let them connect the dots or just take one more step and be like, Oh, maybe there's another side to this. I didn't think of. Um, and that's, that's what I try and do on a daily basis because I have gone the other route where I try and <laughs> uh, push things on people and it's, it doesn't work. And I know it doesn't work for me either. When someone tries to push things on me, I get resistant and I close off really quickly. So uh, I think having that, um, compassionate approach, but being firm too, because, you know, I, at the beginning of this, I just, I didn't want to upset anybody. I was like, you know what? People will figure it out eventually. Like, whatever. Like if they're, if they're scared, I'll let them be scared. And, um, I won't say anything. And I kind of had to realize like, no, 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 I have to say that I'm not afraid and I'm okay. And I've, I've researched things and, and, um, and take that stand for the other, there's that there's another perspective, that there's another narrative and to share that with them confidently because so many people are scared to have an opinion, a viewpoint, a perspective that varies from the mainstream. So giving people that confidence and having those conversations with people to let them know that there are other people out there that question, that have questions, and they shouldn't be afraid to question, and that it should be, um, it's okay to have conversations about things (laughs) that uh, the media doesn't want you to have conversations about. So that to me is the immediate short-term thing that everybody can do is have those conversations with people not everyone's willing to have them some people are disrespectful um, and that's where i kind of draw a boundary and just say okay well thanks and i'll be on my way and you can be on yours Um, but that's what i what i say to people and um you know the work that you do uh i love you know getting people to understand their connection to the earth and growing a garden and growing some food and um that to me is is where we need to move as a society is being more self-sustainable more connected to our food and building those communities of people that support each other um, that I think to a large extent uh, in parts of the world we've lost. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, it, it all comes back. I always say it all comes back to living like our ancestors. I mean, Amen. That, that, that's exactly <laughs> what they did. I mean, that's exactly They lived in communities. They grew their own food. They were self-sufficient. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't need to, they didn't need to depend on other people because they're self-sufficient. And that, that gave them a lot. They were a lot more brave. They were a lot more, they were able to speak about certain things. They weren't afraid of things because they had, first of all, the health, but they also had the self, the self, the, the self sustainability where they could do those things. So if we could go and in return to do that, and I loved how you talked about talking with love because we were all there at one point. I mean, yeah, so we've studied and we've come to a certain point in our knowledge, but we were there where they were not too long ago. So we should be able to understand them, try to understand them and speak to them in a way where, where we're more empathetic and, and loving than this is what you should do, which is, it, it's hard, especially it's when, we, hard. <laughs> when we want to help. Cause we, we personally think we're helping them in our, in our movie, what we see in our mind and, and we're the, we're the director, the producer, the actor. I mean, this is what we see, but they see something completely different in their movie that they're that they're playing, yep. and and we want to help them see it. But it's, it's it's at least try to plant the seed, and if we can plant, plant that seed. seed And, and that, and that's, that's a great analogy. And I use it because I love the garden, but planting the seed is what's is the most important. And, and then after that, what grows, well, hopefully it grows into an tree with lots of fruits. But yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate that because to me, the nature is where health is found. Um, if we're going to be healthy, we have to be out in nature. We have to be touching earth. We have to be receiving the sun's rays. And for the last year and a half, we've been told the opposite. We've been told, stay inside. We've been told don't touch the earth because you're inside all the time. Don't let the sun's rays hit you. Um, put your face in front of a screen that's blue light instead of getting the red light from the sun and all that stuff. We've been getting that for the last year and a half. And we're seeing the health of, of the world go go straight down the tube so
1: you, is it in Argen, Is it in argentina where people have to wear masks at, at like outside in the beach or something is that argentina or is that I'm, somewhere else
0: i imagine it's everywhere i mean yeah it's it's <laughs> i imagine it's here too i mean it, here in argentina we just got back and well, we were talking about before we it they just started closing things back down again because supposedly there's a second wave if they would have just right. never had the 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 masks and the isolation in the first place there wouldn't have been a first wave or a second wave it would have just on its course. <laughs> but now, now we're a year, year and three months into it in the second wave. And yeah, it's, it's the same thing. We're on, we're, I think we're
1: on our fourth now in Canada.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what the they are at now. She... But um, yeah, the other thing I was going to throw in there was the we, and we were, I just briefly mentioned this before we started was the power. I had no idea the power of television, that how it, how it can impact people's perspective of the world to such a degree that they, be, they could become so constantly afraid. And, and uh, I, I was blown away. And if it wasn't so sinister, I would say bravo to the, to, to the movie directors or to whoever, you know, because it's like, wow, like this is amazing how um, powerful this machine, this TV is and how many people will just believe whatever's on the TV, no matter what it says. And I think I was posting on my Telegram channel this one clip where it's like the same news report about disinformation, but it's word for word the same on every different network from all these different news anchors. They're saying the exact same thing. And then, you know, you see that, I remember the first time I saw something like that and I was like, oh wow, like there is one script and it is sent to every one of them and they just read the script. When it sounds like it's independent, it sounds like it's coming from your local uh, community you know, news channel or whatever, and they're, and they're expressing their concerns. No, it's the same, posted everywhere. So then you're like, okay, so there's, a, there's an agenda, and they're being fed this, this script. And that's where you start to question the whole um, authenticity and integrity of this machine, this, this news media machine, which I think over the past few years, people, more and more people are waking up, and they're going... Something doesn't feel right. Like there's no logic here. This doesn't make any sense. And um, that's the, the silver lining, a positive thing that I do see a, a trend right now in the world is that more, it's moving that way. More and more people are going, I don't buy it. There's 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 Why are you guys flip-flopping? Why is it one week it's this, the next week it's this? Like there's no logic here. And um, if anything, when this is all said and done, <laughs> I really believe in my heart that we are going to have a, a whole new structure of media, and I think the old mainstream is is going to collapse or, or basically collapse. And stuff like this, podcasts online, um, you know, there's already you know YouTube shows that are getting more viewership than mainstream media news shows, right? So it's the writing's on the wall. It's just there's a there's a bit of time, there's a bit of lag before it all plays out.
0: Oh yeah. And I, I see that coming too. In, in many ways too. I love, I loved how you said how you feel it. That's, that's the thing. I mean, most people, I I think they feel it down, down deep. They're like, they feel like it's it's not right here, but they don't, but they they don't let their brains compute what they're feeling. So they just continue on the same track, but they know they feel it. And that's, I think that's, what's causing a lot of sickness too, because they're, they're in, they're against their own values. They're going against their own values. They're like, I feel Mm -hmm. this. But I continue doing what I feel I shouldn't be doing because it's just it it's it there's no logic to it and we'll 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 figure out logic to it, but our, our, our feelings won't. Our feelings, mm-hmm. I mean, I personally believe that everything that every decision we make is on feeling and and it's it's the brain that will kind of guide us and hopefully take us in the right direction, but what eventually makes the decision and every decision in our life is, is our feelings is, 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 I guess you can say the heart and the brain is just the guide. He's the one that's sitting next to the driver and saying, Hey, you need to turn left right here. And hopefully you're doing that. But whoever's, but the person that's turning the steering wheel is, is, is the feelings. And I think most people feel that, but they just, they're having a hard time computing it because they're getting all that information constantly that's saying them do this and this and this and that and it's so scary that it's gotten to a point where people are willing to stand in a line for an experimental injection where if they just would live their lives normally they might get something with a 99.7 survival rate and go on living their life normally yeah I mean uh, it's it's something that it's gotten to the point where that that an injection and, and what are your thoughts on 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 this whole in- this this injection. What what do you what are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I'm I'm not gonna get it um, ever. I will never get it. Uh, I've I've gotten vaccines in my life before, um, and you know I've had some experiences with that. Not terribly negative. Just one. You know, I don't like needles, so I often pass out. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, in terms of this one, um, in Canada right now, they are they have just made it so that. Children from 12 and up don't need parental consent; they can just walk in and and get it. And they're offering free ice cream um, and other incentives to try and get kids to. I mean, it's, I'm laughing, but it's the it's it's horrible. Um, I think it's terrible, and and it's my way of coping sometimes is I have to laugh because it's just so so disgusting. Um, but as I think it was uh, who was it? I think it was Rand Paul. Uh, this, this, I think he's a senator in the United States. There, um, he said that you know a kid has a greater chance of getting struck by lightning than than dying from from this virus. And so, why are you why are you pushing this this vaccination on on children? Because they've already said that they're it's. I, I believe, and I could be wrong on this, but what, I, what I've heard is that you can still catch it and you can still transmit it if you've been um, vaccinated. So I. I there's no logic. And again, like I said earlier, there's no logic here. <laughs> no. They try and create logic. They try and say, well, we don't know if it's, it stops the transmission yet. It may, it may not. It's so, you know, the trials aren't supposed to be completed until 2023 for most of these major manufacturers of these shots. So, you know, some people have said, which I would agree with that we are the experiment or the people that are taking this are the, they're the trial run. They're the, the Guinea pigs. And, um, uh, I think that's wrong. Um, I get the narrative that says, oh, it's an emergency. We have to get this out there. We have to save lives. I understand that. And if somebody wants to take it, more power to them. But why the pressure? Why the free ice cream? Why the, the censorship of anybody having questions about this? You know, Project Veritas just came out the other day and, and, and revealed that Facebook was uh, had algorithms to determine if people on their platforms were vaccine hesitant and they would give them a score based on the content they post. And then uh, I think it was that they would either shadow ban or reduce or throttle their content or their comments if they were more vaccine hesitant. And so this is, you know, once you start to see all these things, you're kind of like, hold on a second here, guys. If this is about your health, if this is about, you know, the government trying to look out for what's best for you, then there would be some things that would have happened that they didn't do, like closing all liquor stores and, you know, giving out free vegetables and vitamin D supplements and, you know, opening up gyms or, or subsidizing, uh, fitness, fitness activity outside, you know, getting, none of that was done. (laughs) So it's the reverse. And, uh, and it's to me, um, I think that kind of, like you said, it's, you know, once you start to feel, you start to really feel into these things, you go, Oh, this is, there's something else going on. There's something else going on. I don't, I do believe there are good people trying to do the right thing. And I believe that there is lots of confusing information out there. So it's really hard uh, for a lot of people to make those decisions. Um, And that's why I tell people and what I suggest is just, you know, take in both sides of the story and then go internal. How does this feel? And, And go with that. And if you're being pressured, if you're being coerced, if you're being told you can't think about things, you can't take time, you have to do this right now. You have to get the shot. Um, back away, because I had never made a decision in my life where I've been pressured, um, shamed, and and um, you know in a fearful state, and then being like, oh, thank God, I was so afraid and shamed and pressured to do that. I'm so glad that was such a good decision in my life. Like that's never happened. So why is that the case now? Yeah. You know,
0: and and that reminds me of. There's, there's, I think there's, I can remember one time in my life where I was scared and shamed into a decision. Um, I remember I was one, um, no, <laughs> I guess it depends on the person you ask. I didn't really care for the life, but I remember I joined the Marine Corps and they yeah. had to send, they had to send me to, uh, to Phoenix, flying out to Phoenix for the final physical and the signing of the papers. So they flew me out there. I did the final uh, physical and everything like that. And it was, I was about to sign the papers. And, and I was like, I don't, should I do this? I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. And I went and told the staff. So I was like, I don't, I still don't, I don't know if I'm ready. And he's like, but we flew out here. We paid for this. Um, and then, so he called the recruiter. And the recruiter's like, no, man, we just flew out there. I mean, you sign it. I mean, it's all good. It's like, no, I don't talk to my dad. And I was like, no, just sign the papers. I ended up signing the papers. I mean, so I ended up going to boot camp two weeks out of high school but I remember, I remember that feeling and it wasn't a good feeling. And that's, that's why I want. That's why I'm trying to say it. It's not, maybe it wasn't a bad decision, but what I'm saying is that that feeling was not a good feeling. I remember feeling really terrible when I was signing those papers and I, I didn't, it didn't feel right at the moment. I ended up going mm. to boot camp and, and and doing whatever I had to do. I became a, uh, I became a diesel mechanic in the Marine Corps, but, but I remember that, and you're talking about that. It, rem- it reminded me of that and that was not a pretty feeling, and coming back to to that whole vaccine and everything. But and then, so people get this experiment, and I want to read just just so. In 1976, there was a swine flu vaccine, and they 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 stopped the vaccine after about 30 reported deaths and about 400 cases of Guillain-Barré syndrome. And this is, and I don't, I, I imagine you've heard of the VARS where yep. the, since, since they started giving this, this injection, there's been over 227,805 reports of adverse reactions. And just in 1976, it was only after 430, they stopped it. We've already, we're already at 227,000 and 4,200 4, of those are actually deaths and they yes, continue they con- they to give it. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't, there's, there's no logical sense in what they're doing, allowing people to be experiments for an injection that we have really don't truly understand. And some of the ingredients we don't even know what they are because the the companies don't have to don't have to give them out. It's something that it's it's their special little soup and they can and it's and they don't have to give it to the public. So some days we don't even know what's in it. So we yeah. see all these things going on and yeah we need to help people just at least see the other side like you're saying and if they want to make their decision and get it that's their decision. But it's so important to give them both sides so they can make an, an intelligent decision and in how they feel. So
1: you remember that scene from the the matrix um, where Morpheus and Neo are walking down the street and he's, he's saying to him, you know, look around you, you see doctors, teachers, police officers, um, you know, the very lives that of the people that we're trying to save, but these people are so hopelessly dependent upon the system that they will fight to protect it. Remember that part? Yeah. And then, and then he says, do you, were you listening to me, Neo, or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? And then, He says, "Oh, look!" And then he says, "Look again." Anyways, I bring that up because I I I saw that scene, and the Matrix movie has a whole new context for me now um, because that is exactly what I see going on: is that you know a lot of these people that um, don't have the time, haven't researched these things, or or are really hopelessly, as Morpheus says, hopelessly dependent on the system. They don't even know that they are, and it's they will fight to protect it and that's why i say you have to come with compassion you have to have good boundaries because they're going to fight to protect that narrative uh if if they if you've pushed too hard so having compassion with people but having strong boundaries and trying to help them take that next step outside to question and to like you said just that quoting that data there to look at the data and be like look at this just just look at the data and see what you see what This is not on the news. You're not going to see this narrative on the news. So why? And then make your own decision.
0: Oh, yeah. It all comes back to that. Be able to make your own decision knowing both narratives. I appreciate you so much, Graham, coming on. I mean, like like we we, we were saying since the beginning, uh, health. I mean, if we don't have that ability to choose how we're going to treat ourselves and how we're going to be healthy, I mean, there's not much else we can do for ourselves and for our communities. Yep. So I appreciate you coming on and, and giving that other voice. Hopefully this helps people. Hopefully this helps people uh, think a little bit more, study just a little bit more. This is an episode that needs to be shared. Share it to those people that that are kind of on, that are, don't really understand. Let them hear this so they can make their decision. At least have both sides of the of. of have both sides and make their own decision because that's yeah. what we need. And is and, and it's it's never better to have someone like you come on and, and talk yeah. about that. People, we need more people like you coming out and talking about things because there's just not enough. There's just not enough people like you that are coming out and, and speaking the other side. So please share this episode because it needs to get out there. People need to hear this. Um, Graham, how can people find you? How can they get to better know you? I know you're on telegram, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go yeah. you on telegram, but <laughs> where else can they find you?
1: Well, thanks for having me on Ben. First of all, I really appreciate it. And this was a lot of fun for me and uh, for people that want to follow up uh, on my telegram page. It's just my full name, Graham Wardle online. Um, and if you go on telegram, you search Graham Wardle online, you'll see my telegram page there. Uh, I also have uh, my social media. I'm on Instagram, on Twitter, and um, I have my own website, com. So I can send you those links, Ben, if you want to include those. And um, that's where I post most of my stuff.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'll have all that in the in the show notes we'll, we're, so people can find you and hopefully continue to f- follow and we'll follow you so we can get more people out there. It's just so important to get both sides of the story out there. Again, Amen. Again, it's it's all about health. I mean, if we can be healthy, if we can if we can keep ourselves healthy through our own decisions, life becomes a lot more simple. Again, thanks for coming on, Graham, and 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 um, this has just been
1: great. I'm I'm really excited about this. <laughs> awesome! Thanks for having me.